Scallywags, scoundrels, rogues, and rebels, Asylum Studios is pleased to present a show that will bend your mind, scramble your morals, and ruin your good taste. This is not a show to take home to your mother and definitely not one for the children. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chaos and Disorder. Hard to believe we are back at it again. Welcome into Chaos and Disorder, the Tuesday after Memorial Day. Check out everything the show has out on the tweeters. You can reach out and touch the show, and yes, in that way, at Chaos and Disorder on the Twitters, Chaos and Disorder Pod on Facebook. Yes, and if you reach out and touch the show, we will thoroughly enjoy it. Where the bathing suit covers. Indubitably. Welcome to Chaos and Disorder. Thank you, Andy Frampton, at Bronco Swanson. Yay! I haven't even got done with that yet. I think that was for Mr. Swanson. Oh, wait. His timing is not impeccable. (laughs) Well, he's an idiot. Yes, at Bronco Swanson on Facebook and TikTok. And you can catch... Andy Frampton, June 5th at Wiley's in Dayton, Ohio, if you happen to live over there. Go he, check him out. He's got to get to Western PA. I, I think I need to go see Mr. Mr. Uh, Swanson, as I'm going to call him. Well, why not? So, Hey, Bronco. That's a good nickname, Bronco. Yeah. There you go. It's June, Mr. Fleet. It is. It Isn't is. that something? I, two weeks away from my first first beach trip my first holiday and i I can't wait but we can't either we'll have the you guys gonna do a show oh yeah we'll have the studio to ourselves and um i think um mitch the janitor is gonna especially clean up beforehand keep mitch out of here i don't i don't care for him (laughs) here's what i'm curious about i'd say in my absence i'm gonna be positive i say there's a 40 percent chance you two rum dums could actually record a show. And I think that's pretty high praise coming from me. I'll take that and run. I believe there is a 2% chance either one of you idiots could edit it and get it onto the interwebs for anybody to hear it, however. That's where my concern comes in. Well, the thing is, we will do it so professionally and not say anything wrong. It won't even need editing. Okay, so let's say that's not complete and utter bullshit. <laughs> let's just say, how then, outside of taking it outside, holding it over your head and pressing play, will anybody other than YouTube boobs ever hear it? Mrs. Finkelstein will hear it. So that's one. Okay. So we're up to three people who hear it. Uh, Mrs. Briggs doesn't listen, nah, so I can't nah. really add to it. And... Nah, it's, it's been a lot of years <laughs> yeah. of this bullshit. She's, she's had enough of nah. that. I, I, you know, well, Alejandro will have that baby on the air you know, and, before we leave. <laughs> yeah. And actually, as we talk about this, I have a concern. Yes. We have a producer. Yes. I have to do all the editing and make putting the show in out into the ether. That doesn't seem right. That seems backwards. Well, Yay! but see what the <laughs> what You're awful liberal with those today. What that is is psychologically it's a psychological control issue with you. Okay. You do not want to relinquish control because you have a fear of not being important. Therefore, you don't let Alejandro do his necessary production duties because you're afraid to lose grasp of the only thing in your fantasy world that's actually tangible. 
So that was a bunch of cute, fancy language. But essentially what you're saying is, in in your estimation, he has the ability to do this. I'm just not letting him. Is that what you're trying to say? I believe that's what I said. How it, much beer has he brought you today? And have you ever seen him try to turn a computer on, let alone produce a radio show? Actually, you know my experience. I'm probably better at turning computers on than he is. Well, because you turn them on and off over and over again. And over the years, I have actually put them on the air before, so therefore, I've done more than he has. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I have. You have put a show on the air? Yes. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Back in the asylum days when the, the fantasy, you were bunged up, something was going on. I forget what was going on, but I had to do it. Oh, you were doing the live show, yeah, where you had to push one button and then start talking. Yeah, I'll give you that. Well, Although, as I, I believe, as I do recall, yeah. one of my, <laughs> this just brought back uh, brought a memory. I think this is a drunken haze that you're going yeah. to bring up. That's probably not even uh, true. A memory flooding back to me back when we did the show live, and I was to use your phrase, bunged up somewhere, and was running late. And so you had to get the show on the air. But the plan was I was going to at least be in the vehicle when the show went live. And as we know with the the live version, we could actually talk about we could maybe start doing that if anybody would care enough to I would love to, to do this that thing live. If, although we'd know. have to start at a specific time, which... <laughs> but... Just say they could call in between... Eh, what, let's say... 5.45 and... 9 p.m. <laughs> 9 p.m. Eastern Time. There's an equal shot. You yeah. might catch us on the <laughs> air by that point. So the plan was, because then I could call and you could just answer it as a phone call and I could I could start out the show with you. And as I recall, I got in the truck and I'm trying to call you and you're not answering and you're not answering and you're not answering and you're not answering. And so finally I get to the studio, I meet you, and what you have done, and I can't remember exactly why, you called into the show. You were using your phone to call into the live version because you couldn't get the board through on the air or something. Well, you Which get, is why you couldn't answer the phone because you called the listener well, line and what answered happened it. Was, oh, I can't re- wait to hear this. In reality... Is the board that you gave me to run the show through? You no. you dropped down the stairs and it broke. No, no, this I was had in the no old, choice. This was in the but old to use my ingenuity a. to get on the air this, this to make in, sure that the quality no, program no, no. that we supplied. No. So, are le- why are we doing this? Let's talk about. Something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just, you brought you triggered something, and <laughs> I don't I don't like this. And you created this. So so what can we talk about? There's really not a lot. You know what I do want to talk about? I know, Rick, you pay no attention to the NBA playoffs. And really, neither do I. But I think this is more of a, a psychology. I don't know if it's a corona thing. Have you noticed how now every week some fan, now that they're allowing fans back at places, is doing something insane? They threw a water bottle at Kyrie yeah. Irving. They dumped popcorn on Russell Westbrook. Some idiot just ran on the court in Washington Saturday or yesterday, whenever they that was. Which seems odd. I don't ever recall that happening in basketball. And then did my favorite one, not, not a good thing, but it, was, it looked like it was at a minor league baseball game. And the pitcher hit a batter. And the benches didn't clear. 
a fan ran out of the stands and confronted the pitcher on it. And he had his dukes up. He was ready to go until that pitcher's entire dugout and bullpen <laughs> emptied. And yeah. then he thought better of it and tapped him on the shoulder and said, my bad. <laughs> Yeah, but the fun part was this. Whatever the league this was was so broke, Dick. Apparently, there was no security there because it was just the umpire and the players escorting him off the field. You never saw a police officer or a security guard. But people have been cooped up too long, and they have lost their damn minds. Well, you can end it real, really quick. You enter a field of play during a game in session, whatever, you know, while these guys are trying to do their vocation, their job, you enter at your own peril. If somebody like Kyrie Irving wants to punch you in the face and knock you cold, no lawsuits, nothing. You get arrested and you pay for your own hospital bill. Out the door you go. Never come back either. They'll start thinking. Kind of like the James Harrison deal. Sure. Sure. Choke slam yeah. that guy up in Cleveland. And they should. Ty Domey pulled him out of the, yeah. the stand and started <laughs> pounding him on the ice. I forgot about that one. Yeah, he just crawls over the yeah. back of the penalty box, drags him in, and beats the hell out of him. That, that's how you do it. That's how you stopped it. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. These people are looking for lawsuits. They're looking for publicity. They're lo- Whatever the thing is looking for their own game. Well, those, that's all it is. Those people running out into the field or onto the court, I agree. But the amount of things being thrown, there was a, who was it? Was it Knicks fans spitting on Trey Young? I don't. I'm, is it seriously just people have been cooped up so long? Now everybody's back out and forgot how to act. I, I don't remember. It's every night, every game. Some. And, and I'm sorry. You can you can come up with anything you want to to deter that you spit on somebody. You get arrested for attempted murder. We're in a COVID thing. You know, like they used to do with the AIDS way back in the day. People would spit on somebody. They arrest them for attempted murder. Right. Trying to give them AIDS and so forth. Do something. Instead of instead of coddling to these morons that need their teeth knocked down their throat. Well, I'm not sure they're coddling to the guy that threw the water bottle at Irving. Didn't I see they were charging him with what, what Good. was it, aggravated assault? Yeah. Good. I think it was. Good. I'm I'm glad they are. But the players should be able to do something. You ever notice if you get on YouTube, you can see a lot of them. You can just kind of type it in. But when fans attack wrestlers at those pro are, wrestling events, they awesome. just they just beat the hell out of them. Referees. Other wrestlers, it makes no difference. They just start wailing on them till the guards get there. Well, yeah. Then they just drag them away. There's no lawsuits. As they should. Exactly. I just wonder, you know, what are we going to see going forward? I just, people have lost it. People can't handle it. Well, they, they've got to stop. I mean, do you remember, I don't know, if, can't even remember when it was, but when that guy ran out on the tennis court and stabbed Monica Sellers right, right yeah. in the back. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could have killed her. Well, I think Simple that was his that. that was his intention. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on a light-hearted note, did you see the streaker at uh, Washington? It was during a rain delay. Oh, and he rolled up into the tube, yeah. the tarp tube. Yeah, that Fantastic. that one was kind of funny. But there's another one. This just happens over and over again, and as things are opening up and they're they're filling up arenas and they're filling up stadiums, I I 
shudder at the thought of what's going to happen at the link this year when the Eagles start letting all those animals back in there. Right. I mean, I just, people have flat lost their minds, completely forgot how to act. And it, it it's wild, you know, and you, you don't want to see a player get hurt. These guys streaking, running across the field, whatever. Yeah, I almost yeah, they've been doing that yeah, they, forever. Yeah, that happens. Maybe it's happened more often. Maybe it's not, but that's nothing. But this throwing stuff, spitting at people. I don't remember seeing a lot of this. And if you did, it was really newsworthy. It's every night right well, now. It's, it's a product of people are very bold in the world of social media, as you well know. Right. And there seems to be no consequence at that. And now they're pushing the envelope a little bit more. And sooner or later, there's got to be some severe consequences of this kind of stuff because, like you said, it's basically just assault, oh, if, if not worse. Yeah, if you're throwing a full water bottle at somebody, you're, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I know that's something different there. I, I blame the Rona. It's going to be a weird reopening. I'll tell you what, it's weird just walking around. Now, I actually had my first, one of the kids, the Karen, my first experience with a Karen this weekend. I was very excited about it. I was in one of the many retail shops. What do they call people like you? Lloyd? I don't know. What are people like me? You know, just... Jovial? Handsome? (laughs) No. Debonair? Flathead, total grumpy, and do not like anybody with with a Karen mentality. Well, nobody likes anybody with a Karen mentality. Are you saying I have the Karen mentality? Because them's fighting words. Yeah, so... Well, it's yeah. not like we've never had those before. <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> We're that. too lazy for that. So I was walking into a retail establishment. Yeah, I want to hear Karen. one that uh, perhaps somebody in this room tried to tried to run into the ground at one point or another Yay! as a former employee. I needed socks and a pair of shorts for my upcoming holiday on the out the shores of the Outer Banks. So I begrudgingly got up and went to town and out into public. Well, I noticed, you know, they've already have the, you know, the CDC guidance for now, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't need the mask anymore. But a lot of stores still weren't following that. So I had it in my hand and I went up there and I noticed the sign was off. And as I'm walking up to the door, there's this fish. 56, about your age, so like an old hag, oh, you know what I mean? Just a young, and, yeah. young whippersnapper <laughs> yeah. schoolgirl. So, so there's a guy standing at the door, an employee, and he was the one, I remember him, I'd been in there once relatively recently. He was like the mask police, and he was trying to spray you down with hand sanitizer when you walked by. He was still at the door. Well, this old hag is wearing this guy out, and I hear her say as I'm approaching the door, well, how do you know if people are vaccinated or not? I hear him say, ma'am, I'm just following the rules here. I said, so I go walking by and she says, how do you know he's vaccinated? And I tried to walk past. I did, but it was just an instinct. You know, what's the thing with the reflexes? They hit your knee right. and it shots up. So I walk by and she points at me, which I don't know why it always bothered me. I hate being pointed at. 
how do you know he's vaccinated? And I turned and said to this old hag, it's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> well, she lost her mind. <laughs> She's waving her arms <laughs> over my head. I want you to do something about it. <laughs> and I kept walking. But it was kind of my first experience with that. Well. Because for being as non-compliant as I am as, as a general human being, I've kind of just gone along to get along with all this stuff, regardless of how I feel about it. If you had a sign that said, wear a mask. If the rules said where I just wore it, I thought it was dumb. I rolled my eyes. I'm not getting in that debate with anybody, but I'm not fighting with some teenager or some poor mask police guy at the local mall. I'm just not going to do it. But finally, I'm free. I followed all the rules. I got the shot that's going to kill me 45 minutes before they announced it was going to kill me, as we've documented on this show. And I just, I, I let Karen have it. And... I'm quite proud of you. I, I think so. Yes, I mean, I, I didn't throw anything at her. I didn't throw a water bottle at her. I didn't spit at her, dump popcorn. If I had popcorn, I might have dumped it on her. That'd be a waste of popcorn, though. That's true. Because I could have gone to that store next door in the same mall. You can actually get popcorn. Yeah. I should have went and got some and dumped it on her head. So I didn't... just shoved it in her face, yeah. not dumped it on her. I did feel kind of bad because she was already kind of irritated. I amped her up to 11 and kept walking, and that poor dickhead at the door <laughs> still had to deal with her after yeah. I rolled out. Which yeah, was... well, you were thinking of Alejandro sitting yeah. in that spot. You, you didn't even know. That guy was faceless to you. It had his face on it. It right. was like... Ah, if you were still at that establishment, that would have probably been you, huh? Probably would have been my job. Although we were supposed to blend in with the common folk. Yeah, oh, like you, you were could the... like you could blend in anywhere. I mean, actually, I looked like the people that we apprehended. Yeah, yeah, he he does look like a criminal. So to be or to catch one, you have to think and be like one, a predator, if you will. What's your thoughts Apex on? Naomi Osaka withdrawing from the French Open. You know, it's funny. I actually had this written down. I didn't know if we were going to get to it. I'm torn on this one. Assuming, well, I have no reason to believe, so I won't even say assuming. So so this thing with the depression and the social anxiety, I'm sympathetic to that. I, I, I really am. However, this... <sighs> This, this feels overblown to me. Yeah, I, I think everybody overreacted here, right? I, I think it's silly to all of a sudden now say, I'm not going to do these interviews, especially from someone who's been kind of out front on social issues, right? She's kind of taken up that mantle, kind of being the best player you know, on the on the women's tour right now or amongst the top two or three, to kind of just at the last minute after getting to France, to getting to Paris saying, you know, here's my issues, I'm not doing this anymore. I think the French Open and then the organizers of all the other majors overreacted by saying, oh, yeah, well, not only are we going to fine you, we're going to bump these fines up to stop it from happening. It's just a, a weird, weird deal all around to me. I, I honestly don't know how I feel about it. I think that... <clears throat> he just did some producing. Did you I see that? I, I was impressed. It was, it was subtle. If I'd ever let anything happen without telling the audience, they'd have never even known. Exactly. But I, I think being Yay! the best player the best tennis player in the world and and you're playing in in one of the major events now obviously there are contractual obligations to being the best player in the world you know i e 
gee, you have to talk to the media. I mean, you know, people do um, these events, do the commentary, the color commentary. I mean, they, they just don't dream up information. They, they This stuff comes from talking to players and so right. forth. You know, on the lines of you, like, being sympathetic with their condition, I, I agree. And, and there's two ways, I guess, to handle this, I would think. Number one, I would think – She's known she's had this these issues. I would think she have an agent. Yeah, I would correct. Right. You would think he'd kind of do a little bit of, uh, um, you know, groundwork ahead of some of these tournaments on how to handle this. That's an excellent point. Right. If she doesn't want to do the interviews, okay, you take the fines and be quiet about it and move on, or. If the media really is hungry for information, why can't they set up something where each reporter can write in their best question and somebody can read them to her or she'll read it and answer it on a tape or something in front of no one? And, and right. the information still gets out there. There's There's ways around this. Without, like you said, everybody just blowing their tops. Oh, you know, this is what's going to happen. This is what, okay, fine, I withdraw, blah, blah, blah. I got need to take time and all that. It should never get to this. If you're playing at that kind of a level, I would think that, number one, you're good for the tournament to be there. Right. Okay. Uh, Number two, whatever problems you have, you, you got to be able to afford somebody, like I said, an agent or somebody, do a little bit of groundwork, get this stuff laid out ahead of time, especially with the majors, right? Right. I mean, because that's, let's face it, when you're making this kind of jack, that's what's important to you. Tiger Woods, he doesn't care about the Milwaukee Open. No. But he does care about the U.S. Open <laughs> right. or whatever, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you know, do do a little due diligence, a little homework, get this stuff squared away. It should never, ever have come to this. And, and that's what bothers. Well, here's the main thing that bothers me, right? Nobody, you know, the tournament organizers, the media, anybody, to my knowledge, knew anything about this coming in. And to your point, there was no, you know, PR. There was right. no agent. It was just just Naomi Osaka saying it started with, I'm not doing press conferences going forward. And understandably, the tournament lost their mind. Look, there are, I think, I honestly don't believe press conferences in and of themselves hold any value. I pay no attention to them, but somebody must. And there's people just like, she gets paid to play tennis at a high level. There are people who get paid to cover her playing tennis at a high level. So I'm sympathetic to that. We just come out and announce it. She gets some pushback. She gets a big fine. And then, again, I, I believe it's 100% true, and maybe something's manifesting right now. I don't know. She says, all right, my opinion is kind of in her head. Fine, I didn't want to tell everybody this, but here's why. You know, the, the depression, the social anxiety. My problem then is now to a certain segment of the population, pow! Walls down, conversation has to end. Now, everything anybody did leading up to this point in any opinion other than, you know, holding a vigil for her is wrong and immoral and 
sexist, and you, you name it, whatever it is. That's what I don't like. There are ways to handle this. You, to your point, there could be alternatives to it. This got so dramatic, so out of hand, and you're not even allowed to have, he's probably going to make us delete this. You're not even allowed to have this conversation because she has this affliction. I understand it. I am 100% sympathetic to it. There could have been a way around it. There certainly was a better way to handle it. And withdrawing from the tournament, come on, really? <laughs> I, mean, I agree. And and look, now, now she is the first, okay? So number one, like you're talking about with the conversation, I have no doubt of what her problems are are definitely real. Okay? Oh, absolutely. None whatsoever. But, you know, you, you brought up some of this stuff with, um, who was it before the show? Ir- Irving in basketball didn't want to talk to the media. When, when did, huh? Did, when did, are you stroking now? No, no, no. We were talking about some sports stars and, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the guys that we were talking about that didn't, maybe it was, Ollie Hunter, he's just yeah, sitting over there. I say that wasn't beer. me. It was, it was him and I, I believe. You, you I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, that, that's what it is. I mean, we have all these, right? I'm just about that action, boss. I ain't never seen no talking with me, nothing. Yeah, we, we've seen this play out before. Yeah, and exactly, and he was fine. But, I mean, all somebody has to say now is, you know, something happened. I have I'm nervous blank. now. I am blank. I did this. Right. Yeah. Right. And, okay, well, now you don't have to say anything. You know, well, if he don't have to say anything, how come I do? Because he did last tournament, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it turns into a snowball. I mean, hell that's. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah, just by that action, boss. <laughs> it, it's a snowball going down a hill. If, the, if something, if there's not a solution right. to it. I guess my my point is I'm not going to feign outrage either way because no. I don't pay a, that much or any attention to tennis, to be honest with you, and I don't want to be every social media jackass out there who now I'm going to be all whipped in a frenzy over something I wouldn't have otherwise. But let, let's kind of extrapolate this out. You look back to Marshawn Lynch, and essentially, you know, they it made for good good entertainment for idiots like me but actually worked against the media where the NFL was forcing Marshawn to come out and you got stuff like... I'm just about that action, boss. Again, we've been milking yeah. this for years. I'm here so I but don't if get fined. if I'm Pete Prisco, I'm kind of pissed off about this, right? If I'm trying to get a, get a byline, Triple get a P. story. You know, if you extrapolate this out, is anything lost in sports other than to columnists in the sports media if this becomes the norm? I don't care. Nothing good is ever interesting is ever said in a press conference. I pay no attention. I don't care. It affects me none at all. Does this affect the sport? Does this affect tennis? If this became the the in vogue in the NFL, does this affect anything? I, I, I honestly wonder. I have to disagree with you a little bit about press conferences. I mean, hence we forget Danny Green. We who they well, they, yeah, they you, were who we thought they were. Yeah, you get a few uh, of those. Jim Moore playoffs. I mean, you know, because there's a few other rants. Yeah, but it, it's rare. But maybe they're worth having just for that. But I, I think it just sets a precedent that just oh, to actually, as a matter of fact. 
But they are who we thought they were. And we left off the hook. I don't know how we don't have Mora or Iverson on here. We need that. Yeah. Practice. <laughs> Still probably my favorite. We're talking yeah. about practice. Anyway, let's move on from tennis because she withdrew from the French Open. She's Man. not going to win a major, okay? There, he, he seemed to uh, think that, that was humorous. <laughs> just, some other, whatever Just button it up. Do, do you want to hawk some coffee? Oh, yeah, we could do that. Do you want to hawk some coffee? But I will drink We will listen in live here on NFL Network with Beast Mode. I'm just here so I won't get high. I'm just here so I won't get high. Oh, I like I'm just it. here so I won't get high. I, I said we can do that. I, I, I'm just here so I won't get high. I'm just here so I won't get high. I'm just here so I won't get I thought you might like that. I, I enjoyed it. Rick looks annoyed. We'll do it. So let's take a break. Rick, we're coming up on a big day possibly tomorrow in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We debated for about a half an hour before the show if it was if today or tomorrow was after June 1st. I think we've landed on June 2nd being after June 1st. <laughs> so let's come by, back and talk about some of the trade rumors, some of the potential new movement in the NFL. We will do that. Oh, you look like you want to say oh, something. Oh, and we also have some... Sorry, I'll turn it way He's down. He's just here so he, he don't get fined. He's just here so he gets suspended. He's just here so he <laughs> didn't get suspended. You better not suspend him before I go on vacation, or the next show will just be you standing on your porch yelling stupid sports takes. <laughs> I can sit down here and drink beer and well, talk into this yeah, thing. Yeah, you can do that. You will be in the studio just hiding from your wife whether or not a show ever happens or not. But we do have a story. That will really interest you. Me, you know, being the um, connoisseur of the finer things in life yes, that I am. Yes, you will definitely enjoy this story. All right, all that and more right after this. Let's talk about our sponsor, Dead Sled Coffee. Dead Sled Coffee strives to create a culture of acceptance and respect, no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is. They are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional. They offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate. Feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed. They have done all the work for you, having slurped and sniffed through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED15 and take 15% off your order. Deadsledcoffee.com. And hey, tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you. Oh, we're a little late coming back. I was cupping and sniffing over here, but welcome back into Chaos and Disorder. I almost called it under the old show name. Do you remember, what was the last week, I believe it was, We had I had the story from Barcelona. Barcelona, yeah, remember yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah, the I dinosaur. Have an, I have another one from Barcelona. Oh, I thought maybe you had an Barcelona. update. No, but I have another story. Barcelona's a happening place. Apparently, Barcelona. that's where, that's where, it's, that, where it's going down. But a waitress in Spain has been arrested for reportedly <laughs> cutting off the penis of her boss oh. after he allegedly attempted to sexually assault her at a bar hey. near Barcelona. Hey, that's that's taking action. Now, well, that's about that action boss right there. <laughs> yeah. You don't, don't mess with her. 
The woman was arrested on Monday by officers of the Moses Desquadra. They're good. Yeah, you don't They're, mess with yeah, them. I That's, know. You're the local police it. department after she allegedly cut off the man's penis while working a shift in a bar in Sant Andrew de la Barca, according to La Sexta. I'm just about that oh, action, La Sexta. Bro. That is a yeah. periodical of note. She claims she grabbed the knife and cut off her employee, her employer's genitalia after he tried to sexually assault her during a shift around midnight on Monday. Yeah, you get it out and get to waving it around, you get what's coming to you. Don't well, start nothing, won't the be incident, nothing, right? Following the incident, the waitress called the authorities and the emergency services to the bar who transported the man nice who owns the bar to local Belvetage University Hospital for an emergency operation to attempt to reattach his genitalia. Belvetage isn't where you want to go to get that. The Sexton reported that the woman said that she acted in self-defense during the incident and claimed that Monday's alleged attack was not the first time her boss had attempted to sexually assault her. She told police that he had forced her to have sex with him on multiple other occasions. But it doesn't sound like he attempted. It sounds like he succeeded. Right, and yeah, that's that's no no good. But the bar owner remains in a hospital, according according to news site Padal, after receiving treatment for rag. his injury. While the woman is being held at the regional police station in Monterrell, it is currently unclear whether his emergency treatment was successful. Wait, did it say she's in the police station? Yeah, go figure, right? What the no. Is that what you just said? That's yeah. what he said. That's so they said. arrested her? They arrested her. However, in her favor, in 2017, a woman in India escaped charges after she cut off the genitals of a Hindu religious leader who she claimed had attempted to rape her. The 23-year-old at the time claimed that the religious teacher, I don't even want to pronounce this, Ganga Shannana, I don't think that's what it is at all. Thapata, whatever. Oh, you're still going? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, that was just the first name, the first one. (laughs) Often visited her family's home in the city of Corella to pray for her father and assaulted her numerous times. On May 19, 2017, during one of the alleged attempted rapes, a woman severed Therapapada's penis with a knife. She then called authorities to report the incident. Although she was initially arrested, police later announced they would not be pressing charges over the knife attack following the intervention of women's groups and assurances from local government officials. It shouldn't even take that. Even go go back to the one in Barcelona. Right. Uh, again, so this wasn't even the first time. He's assaulted this woman before. At some point then, the minute you get it out, it's fair game at that point. It's got to come off. You get it out, it's coming off. It's just that simple. The fact that they're even entertaining charging her is appalling to me. I can just see her like running around like Larry and the Three Stooges with the hot dog chasing that dog through the restaurant <laughs> with, a bit, with the cleaver. <laughs> I, I actually picture her just smacking him in the face with it like, pow, like mic drop. Like the the, the the sword fighters, they take the glove off and bah, bah. Yeah. yeah, challenge him to a duel. Yeah. Dude, if, guess if, who wins? Keep Bucko. an eye on this story. If they don't announce soon 
that charges have been dropped, we are going to start a movement because th- that is absurd. Because all joking aside, anytime you're, you're cutting some junk off, it's a funny story. Th- this woman has been sexually assaulted multiple times, finally does something about it, and she's the problem? Really? What are we announcing? Alejandro is staying on top of it. He just said he would. Oh, well, I don't think we needed a drum roll. Yes, that. that's that's big news. We're going to stay on top of this for everybody. That's for we're, the Christmas episode. I think we uh, ought to be, you know, since we're big in Bulgaria, we that, could probably pick up Spain if we start covering everything in Barcelona. Is Bulgaria Bar- Barcelona. close to Spain? Well, not really. Oh. <laughs> so you're just <laughs> lumping just, all of Europe into no, one I'm amoebus. trying to get different footholds in Europe, see? Yeah, then they can start translating and everything. When I think Europe, I think Flieger and Briggs in well, terms of I, culture would. and intelligence. Yeah, culture, and cheese. history. Cheese, yes. yeah, lots of cheese. Cured meats. Cheese. I do like cured meats. Yeah. Oh, beer, German. I'm that listening. reminds me, I forgot to bring you. I saved you guys a couple pieces of uh, bacon explosion for oh, my. I was going to wow. give it to you before the show. Don't let me forget to send that home with you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to have to cut that part out because... I'm not sure. Oh, Mrs. We'll, Finkelstein. We'll eat it on the ride home. Okay, good. But <laughs> we have I to, would do. But we have to edit that part out so she doesn't know. She doesn't know about bacon explosion. Right. Well, well, don't worry, Mrs. Finkelstein. It was horrible, and he's doing you a favor by not sharing yes, it. Yes, and, and all this is just a joke. Yeah, it's it's, it's we're a, lying. It's a <laughs> bit for the show. <laughs> waka waka waka. We're making with the funny here. Okay, June second. Yes. It is a big day in the After NFL. After June 1st. After June 1st, as has it been is, confirmed yes. here by Chaos and Disorder. Yes. Yeah, that, but it's a big day in the NFL. Julio seems to be the biggest news, or at least potential news. And it seems to be a foregone conclusion he's gone, right? I, yeah. Normally, I don't buy any of these, but it seems like that's a done deal now. Now, where is he going? People's first it was speculate New England. Of course, it's always New England. Always New England. Everybody, yeah. New England gets everybody. But, you know, now we're talking the Tennessee Titans. You know, at a first blush, we were actually talking about this off air before the show. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's kind of dull Tennessee. But I'll tell you what, you know, with what Ryan Tannehill's been doing, um, that's a nice duo. Makes them a Super Bowl contender, yeah. I think. I mean, you've, you've got A.J. Brown on one side. You put Julio on the other, plus that running game, plus Vrabel's defense. You don't often think of an as great as he is, still an aging wide receiver is kind of that missing piece. It may well be because you think about it, if you're in the AFC trying to contend for the Super Bowl, it's got to be about offense. You've got to find a way to keep up and outscore Kansas City, right? right? Nobody yet has schemed the defense to slow them down. So they're going to put up 38. you got to find a way to go put up 39. It's, it is an interesting move. And, and you're right. When you first did Tennessee, Tennessee for as long as it's been in Tennessee has just been kind of – yeah. yeah, you know, maybe <laughs> right. maybe since you know McNair and Eddie George, that team was kind of right. dynamic. Derek or was Derek Mason there? Yeah, Who's the Derek receiver Mason, I'm thinking yeah. about? Yeah, but but yeah, when you really think about the other weapons they have there and what they do and the way they were able to score points last year for a team that your first thought is, yeah, <laughs> you know, right? It, it and really the division is, they're in to boot, right? I mean, yeah, and I, 
Look, we, we also talked about – we talked about a lot of stuff before we come on the air. But, uh, you know, Indianapolis – Most of it you can't say amongst right. a polite society. But Indianapolis society, could be – you know, they're, they're kind of like the preseason favorite going in. But there's a, there's a lot of question marks with Carson Wentz. I mean, look, he has the skills and, and I guess, the tools. I mean, he, he proved it under Frank Reich in Philadelphia for a while. But, you know, I don't know the last couple of years if it was, it was – he lost something, be it confidence, be it whatever, or Philadelphia was just that bad. But is he a guy that's going to take ten, uh, Indianapolis to the Super Bowl? Well, what's interesting is outside of the the knee ligament, the what's the one thing that he really lost in Philadelphia before the decline started? I'm going to see if you can get there. You actually already said Frank it. Wright. Frank Wright. Frank oh, Wright. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's so, the positive, obviously. That, that's what's interesting there. And look, they got weapons in Indianapolis and in that offensive line and a great defense. Could could make for a good, uh, you know, a really, really good battle be, between right. them and Tennessee. But I've I read one report, and I wish I could remember where I see I mean, I've read a report. I read a tweet. I scanned through a tweet while I was on the John earlier. And it, it was a notable source, and I can't remember who it was, that essentially said, it's a done deal, Julio to Tennessee for a second. So I had planned to spend some time speculating on where all Julio could be, but it sounds like that's a done deal. I don't think New England's a fit. You know, Indy may be interesting. I'd love to see them go somewhere like Green Bay and see what that would do for Aaron Rodgers, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. No. So Tennessee, they only have about three point six million salary cap. So it would have to be more than just a pick for Julio, because Julio's contract is like what I see. But what you also have to remember, million? Alejandro, I think is they could restructure them. This, is, them, this is still sorry. This is still June first. Remember, it's after June first. Tennessee could cut a couple of people and be saving a ton of cap space. Yeah. Depending who it is, I don't know what a lot of these guys' structure is, but you know that they're probably going to be making a move if they go for Julio Jones, and maybe it's going to, you know, involve players as well. Well, and the the other part I don't know with this trade, it's the 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 uh, impact of after June first. I almost said June first, and that would have been incorrect. Is what it does on June second, which I'm given to right. understand comes after June first, allows you to pull a, push a cap hit across two years instead of it falling right. in one year. What I don't know is you make this deal, who eats that cap hit? There's going to be some dead money from Atlanta from deferred other money. I don't know how much of that thing goes to Tennessee. Maybe he doesn't bring much cap baggage with him. I don't know. And we saw what happened with David Johnson heading to Houston. Yeah. They're, they they're, ate everything, and, and Arizona made out like bandits. Yeah, so, so there may be a way, and I, I don't know. There's probably stories out there. I still don't understand. Uh, salary caps shouldn't be this complicated, no, but it right. really, it really, really is. So I think that's a done deal. Zach Ertz, Rick. Looking like he's going to be on the move. Where where would you like to see Zach Ertz play? Oh, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. Oh, I mean, Ertz is good. Are you hating? Don't Pardon? be hating on Zach Ertz. There's no hate involved. Hating. 
<laughs> Come on, that's funny. No, it that's really comedy wasn't. gold. It really wasn't. But anyway, who would be a good fit for Zach Ertz? Would it be A, Cincinnati? Could be interesting. These are just ones that popped into my head. Um, the betting favorite, I'll, I'll jump in. The betting favorite's Buffalo. I'm really intrigued by that. Buffalo is another team. Probably not in that dire of a need. However, maybe that missing piece to get them over the hump could be even more vital to them than That's what I'm you know, a glaring need. You yeah, know? I mean, you've got uh, the wide receivers. You've got a deep backfield. You've got the emerging superstar quarterback. What's missing? The, the top-end pass-catching tight end. Right. You know, they, they were getting production out of Dawson Knox, for God's sake. I right. mean, you bring in a Zach Ertz, wow. How old is Ertz this year? Or by the time season he's got to be thirty. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know that, but that would my guess. He'd be about thirty one, thirty two, somewhere in thirty. Thirty. Oh, he's only thirty. So I mean, he's you know, if you look at a Greg Olson, he's still got probably what a good three years left in him, barring any significant injury, which he really hasn't had. It may not be a bad move on on Buffalo's part. Really, anybody. He's going to probably upgrade. At least 80% of the positions oh, in the league. Absolutely. Upgrade going to get his. No? No. Idiocracy. Great movie. You know, that's actually a movie I've seen. I didn't remember that line, but what? I did like Yay! that movie. You should turn, turn that up, up so maybe people yeah. can hear it. Yay! There you go. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Your tape's oh, coming geez. off your glasses. <laughs> that, that's just pathetic. <laughs> Pathetic. So then I, I think the big one, Rick, any chance in actuality that Aaron Rodgers moves on? Or that they trade him? I, I guess it's not really his option to move on. The, yeah, you have to step back. I mean, look, most every team would love to have Aaron Rodgers, you know, except for, you know, the, the Kansas City you know, whatever. Um, there's probably a few other ones, you know, probably not Jacksonville since they went all in on Lawrence. So, you know, and a few other ones. But the ones that would, Buffalo wouldn't need him, obviously. But what would you give up for Aaron Rodgers that, A, is going to vault you into Super Bowl contention immediately, plus B, not cripple you two or three years in the future when he's getting old and he's about done. If I have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers, I don't give a damn about three years in the future. If he can – if I have a – I'm trying to think of a team. If I'm Oakland, team with a good roster with a question mark at quarterback, start start naming those teams. There's 90 of them. There's only 32 teams. But there's 90 of those teams. That's how significant this is, if you were paying attention whatsoever. Three years from now, be damned. Give me a ring. New York Jets. He's not going to make you a Super Bowl contender. Well, Jesus himself wouldn't make you a Super Bowl contender. But that's my point. He is so bad. that He makes you a nine-win team, though, probably. Because I don't even think that Jets brass could F up Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah, they could. <laughs> Maybe they yeah, could. Yeah, they could. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers at his age can only take a beating for so long. And and that's what he would get right. in New York. Yeah. But there are some teams I to me that would be eliminated because you can't give up the farm basically for what? To go from a, a three or four win team to win eight. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that just doesn't make sense. But the teams like you said Oakland. Um, Even the teams with the rookie quarterbacks, San Francisco, Miami. San Francisco, I think, would be instant Super Bowl right. contention, obviously. They may be now with Garoppolo and, and Trey Lance. I mean, the, get everybody back healthy and all of the opt-outs and everything from Lance. Again, two years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. How ironic would be if you went to Chicago? That would be fun. Minnesota. Minnesota. I'd throw Kirk Cousins. Did, did you see it? I hadn't heard this. It was, it's just been coming across the news today how hard Minnesota was trying to move up to get Justin Fields and Chicago beat him there. So that tells you, even after that big deal they give Kirk right. Cousins, they're not sold on him whatsoever. That's true. I mean, he's – many people look at his production as being a you know very productive quarterback. And from a fantasy standpoint – He's a Tony Romo. I mean, he's going to give you the numbers. That's the perfect comp. But a lot of his numbers came when basically the game was over. Third, fourth quarter, they're down a couple of touchdowns, 17 points. He gets you the late garbage time time touchdown and some yards, and his stat numbers look pretty good, which they are from a fantasy standpoint. Puts up big numbers even in a game that's not a blowout, but he struggles to make the big play, that one last play you have to make. That's just sort of sort of who he is. Exactly. Uh, who else? I mean, I'm tr- I'm really literally trying to think. Denver. Well, yeah, Denver's, Denver's the obvious an obvious one pick. All he wants to go to Denver. He wants to go to a left coast team, number one, right? Because he wants to be a Jeopardy host. So, you know, a lot. You of- really think that block of wood's going to be at a Jeopardy host? I yeah, I think he actually really wants to do that. Well, I know he wants to do it, but do they really want him to do it? I don't know. That I don't know. He would probably bring in viewership, and that's probably all they care yeah. about. Yeah, and I just, I'm just stuck in that mud. I can't picture anybody but Alex Trebek doing it. But somebody's going to do it, and it'll be like when stupid Drew Carey took over the prices. Right? You just Ugh. get used to it after a while. I think he was rated like top three for the guest host. So, yeah, but who's who's determining that? The public. So exactly the public. Which I guess is public. If they like them, they'll they'll bring them the viewership. So I mean, I, how much yeah. money does a Jeopardy host make? Is it worth jeopardizing your Hall of Fame NFL career over? I mean, you take a few less hits, I assume. A lot less hits, and plus he's he probably has two or three thousand in the bank well, right now. Yeah, he's probably got a couple months rent saved yeah. up for a rainy probably. day. Yeah. Annual salary for Alex Trebek was eighteen million. He got about $78,000 per actual episode. Not bad for not taking any hits or have Vaughn Miller try to run your butt down. Right, that's true. I think he's just built different. Even you see him now running around Hawaii looking all disheveled. I think he's just he's kind of a, a hippie at his core. And so maybe he's, maybe he's, maybe he's one of those guys he's just done. You know, maybe because he's perpetually miserable. You know what I mean? It seems like... 
we have this conversation every year or every other year, something about it. And a lot of it just doesn't make sense. You know, right. You know, he hates the franchise and he hated that they drafted Jordan Love. And then now this year, well, now I love Jordan Love. I love my teammates. But I love LeFleur. It's just yeah. the general manager I hate. Maybe he just wants to be every, done. If you look at every West Coast team, Rams, they just made a deal for Stafford. Yeah, but you would throw Stafford in the ocean to get Aaron Rodgers. Well, it depends on how much money they have committed, if they can even afford it. Well, is is the question. I'm not worried about other people's money. I'm just worried about. Well, on the field. I know that, but you know, you you try to be logical. But sure, every team was. Oh yeah, I would take Aaron Rodgers over Matt Stafford. Right. But however, can you? That's that's the whole point. I guess you'd have to put Stafford in the trade if Green Bay. Right. Green Bay's made it pretty clear if we're trading him, we're getting a starting QB back yeah, as well. Almost have to, or you want to base everything on Jordan Love. Right. Exactly. I mean, Carr. Would make sense going to Green Bay. Yeah, Stafford, I guess, could. He's certainly familiar with that division. If, above all of them, I would. I would. He assume. doesn't have a no trade or anything, does he? I wouldn't think Send so. Send him to Detroit. Yeah, back to actually, Detroit. they'd be pretty good <laughs> if he was. Yeah, they could get Goff, and then yeah, uh, yeah Goff would be. Wonder a if Detroit, is Detroit a playoff team with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, or are they like the Jets, where it's just not going to happen? Look, everybody is so high on Andre Swift, and and I am on his talent. And I'm high on DeAndre Swift. I like him even better. <laughs> What'd I say? Andre. Oh. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Been out know. of that fantasy game too long. Yeah. I can't wait for the draft yeah. this year. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I said DeAndre. I just apologize. But anyway, there's a lot of people high on him, but that team is not – I mean, every running back – has been the guy in Detroit. Oh, yeah, that's for a the vortex of years. running backs suck. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Well, Aaron Rodgers could certainly change all that. That's what I wonder. Although that that would be typical Detroit, right? So you let Kenny Galladay walk away, and then you sign Aaron Rodgers, and so now you have no weapons for him. And how would Aaron Rodgers react to biting other people's kneecaps and that kind of raw raw? got to be tough you know the old mike dicka stuff you know with campbell you know we'll bite your kneecaps we'll twist your ankle we're coming back up we're gonna get back down and get back up and yeah. punch in the nose and you knock it back down and wow. we'll kick you in the crotch and we'll do whatever we can you know you've got me inspired now let's do this <laughs> yeah let's do it I mean, I can just see Aaron Rodgers in one of those meetings. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've I've decided he's a hippie, like when I decided Blake Bortles was an alcoholic. And so, yeah, I can't picture him putting up with all that. Well, what do you think here? we we got to go sell some sandwiches. You got anything coming back? Well, you betcha. Got another Ooh. message in a bottle story. And I have um, – Another message in a bottle and story? And I have some uh, NHL – Stats Ooh. and figures and a little bit of observations. If we have time, we could play a little game. I love games. I prepared just a little bit of over-under, some NFL over-under. Maybe we can play that. I mean, I don't want this to go too long. I haven't eaten dinner yet. So Over-under, fact or fiction. I mean, all of it, just wonderful You games. know what? We have not done a fact or fiction in I can't remember how long. I think we need to do that. And for our listeners that never listened to, like, the old Asylum Show, fact. Or fiction. I, I think I like that. next week there's going to be some fact or fiction. We'll, we'll have to decide what it's going to be regarding. Hey, maybe some moves have been made 
after June first. It will next week next will be week, after, after June first. I can confirm that. We we could actually have some football factor fiction Ooh. or maybe dead body factor fiction. We just don't know. But we'll have fact or fiction. That brings up an idea for another game. We can just come up with a dead or alive game. There's a good one. Just list celebrities and are they dead or are they alive? You dead? Yeah. You alive. That's good. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's hear from the Chop Shop. I'm sure they're thrilled to be a part of this. Who we'll come they? we'll come back with some over under some NHL and whatever the hell else he was talking about right after this. We would like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, the Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the western Pennsylvania area for good eats. With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you are sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at ChopShopButler.com, or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania, and tell them Flieger and Briggs sent you. Welcome back into Chaos and Disorder. Make sure you go over to AsylumFantasySports.com. Even if you think this episode sucks, there might be something we've done prior that you might like, so check that out. But let us know if you think it sucks. We like to hear good news. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've got no argument for that. Hey, before we move on, something I wanted to mention off the top, and I forgot. I did see a story, I think your boy uh, Florio had it out, that apparently the NFL is now desperate to play a regular season game in Germany. What do you think about uh, going more international for the NFL? That's even another time zone over. Is it one further over than England? I think so. Yeah, that 9 a.m. game, I know that's middle of your day, but that, I mean, that's, that's brutal for me. I think it's just awful time. I don't care how young these guys are. I think it's unfair, quite frankly. Um, especially if, like, in Oakland or somebody like that has to play over there. Unless they're going over there and they have – they should only play if they have a bye week the next week. Or come off a bye. Right. Some, something like that. I think they pretty much, the London games, they've pretty much all been followed by a bye week, haven't they? I don't know. It seems like Jacksonville plays over there six well, games. Yeah, out of I the think year. they're still trying to move Jacksonville. I'll be curious if Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence quells that. Normally, and you've in other previous iterations of the show, I've gone railed against this. These playing these games in London, and my first instinct then when I read this about Germany was to do the same thing. And and don't they were going to last year, and then I think they ended up not doing it because of COVID. But they were talking about playing that game in Mexico City again, right. weren't they? Here's what I'm thinking. I'm softening my stance on this for for one reason and one only. You now have 17 games. If you want to go international, let's do it. Everybody's 17th game can be somewhere else. Because a lot of my problem with it was you're asking a team to give up a home game. I don't care about these billionaires' revenue, but the the home field advantage means something yeah, it does. to these NFL franchises, and it's I, I never thought that was right. You've got a 17th game. 
play a handful in London, play a handful in Germany, play a handful in Mexico City, wherever else you want to go. I, I don't care where it is. And maybe designate a week in the year, and, and this would accomplish something else as a fantasy guy, and just a general fan that I've always wanted to see. Do it over two weeks. Give them a bye week, play international, play international, have a bye week. Essentially, that's right in the middle of your season. You can play in any country in the world. I don't care. And, this and is, then come back and everybody still gets their eight home and their eight road games and kind of back to a normal schedule. I'd like to see that. And actually. this is a long-range plan, in my mind, of the NFL just to get the rest of the world warmed up so we can have more teams. London. We've already talked about a right. team in London. I don't know where it is in Germany. Is it Berlin? Uh, um, I, I can find it. But yeah. Mexico City, one of the lar- – if not the largest metropolitan areas in North America, um, unless Mexico City is part of Central, but that doesn't make any difference. But you know what I'm saying. Um, no, I think Mexico is part of North America. But it's it's one of the largest, if not the largest, metropolitan area in this hemisphere. Right. Berlin's huge. I don't know if it is Berlin or not, but London is huge. Um, and and they're tapping these type of countries that I don't know. They, they you know, London has seemed to warm up to American football. I don't know if they would season-wide. Maybe that's part of the a long-range study. I don't have any idea. But I can't believe it's just because we want to have a game for our English friends. You know what I mean? No, 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 you no. Know, You're I mean, trying to advertising dollars, sell merchandise, trying to get – look, the NBA did a really, really good job of it branching out into China. You know, one can right. argue about the how wise that was now with, with kind of the tensions between the U.S. and China and the media and all that. But, but I mean, they made a, a lot of money. Football is a different animal. I mean, basketball has is still big worldwide. I mean, you watch the Olympics – and almost every country has a basketball team that, you know, they, I mean, they play basketball, but nobody plays football other than, you know, international football is soccer. What? Munich. Oh, it's Germany. in Munich. Okay. Well, I figured it was either Berlin or Munich, but yeah, they're hitting some of these big, significant markets right. in Europe. And of course that's who wouldn't, but. What's next? Rome, Paris? I don't know. Maybe, but I, I mean, I think that's the point, right? You could, right, and you could do that in the interest of competitive balance, competitive fairness. What if Jerry Jones went over and bought the Colosseum in Rome, <laughs> refurbished it, and looked like, you know, hey, we can bring the lions to slaughter? Yeah, get it? Eh? Oh, <laughs> waka waka waka! There we go. He is on fire today. <laughs> Boo. Thought it was a pretty good idea. It, it wasn't bad, but yeah, I mean, I can live with this in a seventeen-game scenario if everyone's doing it at some point in the season. And honestly, I'd like to see them essentially shut it down—not shut it down for two weeks. Half of them are on by one week and the next, and you play an international series. I wonder, though, just how many of these international markets there's going to, to your point, be an appetite for a week in, week out, 16, 17 weeks. It's just football, American football, is so ingrained in our culture. 
you imagine you just sit down to watch an NFL football game, not knowing about it, watching stupid soccer your whole life? No. It may even make sense to you. I mean, it it doesn't make sense to me half the time, and that's all I do for six months of the year is watch football, you know? (laughs) It's just I have a hard time. It's kind of like, you know, to use soccer as an example, for me, it's something I pay no attention to. They played some – I think the the women's national team down at, at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, you know, went and checked it out. It was cool for the novelty. I wouldn't do it sixteen times, no, <laughs> you know what exactly I mean? But, but right. one time, even though half the thing, I half the time I didn't have any clue what the hell was going on. Lacrosse, lacrosse was on the the NCAA championships. Lacrosse was on over the week. I found myself on a game. It was interesting to me. Again, no clue what the hell was going on. I'm not going to watch another one till maybe this weekend next year. Right. But it's not enough to God. You'd have to understand this game to really become a fan. Exactly, and that's. It, I mean, it's going to be a long, drawn out process right. if this ever you know catches root and and becomes you know a reality. Of, I just of, feel bad for Jacksonville because now they're going to send them to Germany too because that seems to be the only team they're willing to just slough off to Europe. Here, take the Jags. Hey, wonder if they could. Yeah, but it'd be really cool if they went to Bulgaria and they could send us to cover it. Well, they should. And as big as we are in Bulgaria. That is Flinger Briggs territory. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, you know, workers um, that are building the Ford's office building of the future have found something. Ford like the truck? Yeah, Ford the the car company. They're, They're actually... Apparently, I mean, it gets into the story. I didn't know what they were talking about at first either, but um, the workers building that, they found a message in a bottle that was left at Michigan Central Station in 1913. It was two members of the crew to turn Detroit's century-old Michigan Central Station into a modern innovation hub. Ooh. They came across an old Stroh's beer bottle with a message inside. It was hidden behind a cornice high on a what? What are you? What's he doing? He's showing me the building. You Could just you read just your like story. Say here is the building instead of like. Yes, listeners. Here's pictures of the building. You. Well, you could say <laughs> I'm showing this to Flieger, so I'm making all kinds of noise and being ignorant over damn there, it, ruining it, the it, whole story. I know you. And anyway, let's go on. We stick. I'm done. What do you mean you're done? What's in the box? <laughs> I'm not telling you. So what was in the bottle? It was a note. And what did the note say? I don't know. I deleted the story. <laughs> I like when you hissy. Yay! <laughs> We're going to the NHL now. Oh, let's. Yes. Everybody's on the edge of their seats for Rick Briggs NHL takes. Did you happen to watch... The Toronto Maple Leafs collapse. I completely, and I'm ashamed of this, forgot about it. It was appointment television for me, and then I forgot. That I am a little disappointed because <laughs> yeah. I figured of all I people, got busy and just flat forgot. I, what can you say? I mean, they you can't blame Jack Campbell. He was tied for third in save percentage in the playoffs, 934. It just happened Carey Price was at 9.32, and Montreal just happened to get lucky in overtime. But, you know, Toronto has not won, I don't think, a playoff series. Somebody saw – I saw it on Twitter. It was like 
2,900 and some oh, days. They yes. haven't even won a playoff game, I think it was, and even longer for a series and on and on. They haven't won a cup since, I think, 67 or something of that nature. But, oh, they are like the most snake-bitten hockey team when it comes yeah. to – I mean, they're the Boston Red Sox of the NHL. Yeah, Exactly. The Cubs, I guess. The Cubs were worse. I don't understand it. I mean, this is the hockey, hockey, the hockey capital or the hockey capital of the world in Toronto. And you you get Austin Matthews. It's it's inexplicable to me how it's just it just becomes one of those Cubs, Red Sox. It's just one of those things, I guess. Right. And. But, you know, in Montreal, to me, is probably going to get outclassed in, in their next series. Winnipeg looks good. Winnipeg does look good. I mean, nobody um, looks better than Colorado. My God. Colorado is. Buzzsaw. Well, yeah. And, um, in fact, I actually have some other stats pulled up here. Ooh, stats. How about Nathan McKinnon, eight goals already I mean, for Colorado. Yeah, that doesn't I, suck. No. <laughs> I'm given to understand. No, and I mean, it, it's just, it seems like all the leaders are either Tampa Bay players or Colorado players um, until, until you get to uh, like goalie save percentages. But um, you like Colorado. I still like Boston, even though they kind of had a hiccup against the Islanders. Still and an OT loss, though. It was I an mean. OT loss, and. Tuka Rask got called to task by the coach in a press conference saying he wasn't tracking pucks right. <laughs> and so the guy has a, a, a over a nine, 93% save percentage it's so far enough. in, what is it, six games? Yeah. And not bad. Not good and enough, it, apparently. And it's Tuka Rask. I mean, it's not like he hasn't. You know, won a couple of yeah, games. Yeah, he's, he's got a bit of a track record ahead of him. What I find interesting, and this is why if you don't watch playoff hockey, you need to start because this is where that league in so many ways is the complete opposite of every other, but specifically the NFL and the NBA. We are through the first round of playoffs. We're just starting the second round of these marathon playoffs. No Sidney Crosby, no Alex Ovechkin, no Austin Matthews, no Connor McDavid. Almost all the big-name, name-brand superstars are gone. I mean, that's how competitive the NHL is, especially when you get to the playoffs. And it's really interesting. You would never see that in the NBA. You're not seeing, you know, LeBron in – Steph Kurt, well, maybe this year you are, but you know, where these superstar laden teams, that doesn't always make the difference for you when you get to the playoffs and it becomes about it becomes a completely different game and it, it's really interesting to watch. And you know, most leagues couldn't survive this. All your superstars, bang, gone. Right. In the first round of the playoffs. I I but I think it's a testament to the teams and the game itself. Right. I, you don't need Cindy Crosby in the playoffs to be interesting. I I was enthralled watching Toronto and Montreal. Enthralled, you Yeah. Said. I mean, that was playoff hockey. I mean, that was just nasty. It was skill playing. I mean, every they did everything. And you can call whatever you want with Toronto losing that series. And quite frankly, I'm a little surprised they did. But, you know, Montreal played well. I mean, what what – 
you know, yeah. overtime loss. It's not like they got pounded eight to two. Well, and it's not like this also isn't a heritage franchise in the NHL. It might be one of the best ones. Exactly. So before we get out of here, I have a very important question for the two of yous. Another observation. I make a lot of observations. Didn't you say that you shut down somebody or hung up on somebody because they said use? That's why I did it. That's a callback. Uh-huh. So you're starting to figure the talent. I mean, this is what I do. No, right? actually, yeah. it's all me. This is, Nobody else listens to you. Well, that's But I true. paid attention. And, there's and, like and I'm like the thread holding this thing together. Yeah, give it one little tug. When did people – don't yay that. He's awful liberal with the yays today. And I it don't is like funny, it. though. I, I disagree. When in, did the switch happen where people stopped yielding altogether? Have you noticed this? Like they just – It's right like your door handle to door handle on an interstate, unable to move over, and whoever this jagoff is who's coming off the ramp at 85 miles an hour and has no intention of letting up, you best figure out a way to get the hell out of his way or you're going to eat it. <laughs> and this is constant everywhere I go now, and it's making me insane. Huh. That I don't m- go anywhere. That merge points. Merge points? Yeah, like... Merge I thought that's from, what he was talking about. What, yeah, so no, I, and it's what I thought it was something different. No, like at construction zones. Oh well, no. no. That, oh yeah, yeah. You always you always get the guy that comes racing up oh, on the lane that's going to end, and then stop at the barrel with his turn signal. Yeah, on. look at you like you're the a hole yeah. for not getting out of his way. <laughs> right. But this is just I'm thinking about as I get ready for my my upcoming holiday. This is, God. this is something that drives me absolutely insane. That You get out of the 95 is the worst one, and I'll be spending plenty of time on I-95. There ain't no I wouldn't over. take that highway. Well, you have to a little bit. I, I, I go long out of my way to avoid, but... I get on it when I was down in that area. It. I get on it around Fredericksburg. That's exactly where I get on and take it. Uh, they built in that bypass around Richmond, so I take it from Fredericksburg right. to Richmond. I take the long way around otherwise just to avoid it. But you get out there, and you know how it is, especially in the summertime. You're three lanes, door handle to door yeah. handle, 85 miles an hour. And if you get unfortunate enough to be stuck out in that right-hand lane, these people don't let up. And, and these city drivers amaze me. They will squeeze you know, a, a car that's eight feet long into a six-foot space. I mean, yeah. I've never – it infuriates me. I just, yeah. just want to get out and poke – Poke people in the eye. But you can't. If you get out, you get run over. Poke them in the eye. That's what <laughs> yeah. I want to do. It just drives me insane. But you'll just be a hood ornament if you do. Yeah, but so apparently I'm the only one who's noticed this. Maybe it's just me. No, it's legit. No, it's true. It's been that way for years. I mean, I lived See, down I've there for years. Re- and- yeah, it might be a down there, but it seems to be creeping north. I've noticed it around here a little bit. Yeah, I don't really go many places around well, here on the highway. Well, you don't go anywhere. You one basement to work to the studio and back to the basement. I did have a successful conclusion in my turkey season, though, and I that's saw all that. that matters. I saw that. You know, very well done. I was quite happy so you, with that. You were twofer this year, huh? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yes, I was quite happy. Can, speaking so. of turkey, can we go eat? Yeah. I'm starving. That's fine. I've had you, enough. Me too. Play the outro. Let's go. Please. Take care. Oh, I'm so excited about this. So excited about what? This outro. Music. Oh, the Macho Man. Speaking of which, 
I saw this thing. They had Jake the. They were. There's this weird show on where they're trying to hunt down lost WWE paraphernalia. Okay. I didn't know the story of Jake the Snake Roberts and just how far he fell and how angry he still is at people. Like, they were trying to find the guitar that Honky Tonk Man hit him with in the snake pit, if you remember that. Really? But they couldn't put him and Honky Tonk Man in the same room because Jake the Snake still hates him so bad he keeps threatening to murder him. <laughs> Which is, he's somebody I think would do it. Yeah, too. and then you'll see at the end, if you ever watch at the end of the Ultimate Warrior biography, or doc on biography, is Jake the Snake, they're interviewing him. Apparently a warrior, you know, left under very bad circumstances and left a bad taste in Jake the Snake's mouth. So apparently the ultimate warrior was on the stage talking. Jake the Snake was hiding behind a pillar backstage and had a roll of quarters in his fist. He was going to beat the (laughs) shit out of the ultimate warrior. But he wasn't paying attention, and Warrior came up behind him and tapped him on the shoulder and apologized for how it went down. And then Jake the Snake felt bad and had to hide the quarters. He decided not to kick the shit. That that man can hold a grudge. That's impressive. He reminds me a lot of you. And I will say one thing about Jake the Snake. I don't care how old he is or how many how far he fell. I wouldn't slap that guy because no. I bet you. He, He's probably a pretty nasty man. Yeah, he's He's got a little bit of anger in his heart. Uh, reminds me a lot of you. I, I resent that. Rick, I, I am so Briggs. happy, yeah. friendly, mm-hmm. congenial. See, <laughs> so you can't even say congenial, let alone be it. Hey, congenial. Thanks, so, thanks so much for joining us for more of this nonsense. We'll be back next week, same time, same channel. Until then, we'll see you. Take care. Oh, Macho's popping bottles. When they hear Macho's voice, their knees start to wobble. So let's get it on. We can jam all night. And we can rock and we can roll through the broad daylight. Come on. Oh, I'm ready, Macho. I'm ready. I'm pumping my fists like this. All right, put them down. Care a little bit, Rick. King No Cell should be playing with us as well. Playing chess on his phone and paying no attention to Macho. I used to when he was apparently you are not ready for this on wrestling. This is fantastic. I would actually, even not knowing this is Macho Man, I would probably listen to this. Stunned again. I think that was an insult. I definitely would have listened. Who am I kidding? I did listen. See, I had no idea this was happening. I don't know how I missed this. Yeah, I never knew he did that either, quite frankly. What was that, 03, you said? Yeah, 2003. When did he die? 2011? It's been a a good while. Yeah. May 20th, 2011. He was...
one of the best. 58. And hasta luego. Bye, horse.